Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road. It's about the journey. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. And before I introduce my co-host, I'm going to do what I do every week, tell you how you can be a part of the show. You can find us on Instagram as well as Twitter at Road to Damascus. That's IG and Twitter at Road to Damascus, as well as if you want to send us an email and tell us how great we're doing or have any show topics or ideas, you can reach us at Road to Damascus at iCloud.com. That's Road to Damascus at iCloud.com. We would love to hear from you, so uh, give us a shout-out. And without, with that being said, let me introduce my co-host for the day. Let me start first with the woman who uh, everybody loves that be dropping them knowledge bombs on us all the time, the rabbi, the one and only, Rabbi Shonda Russian. What's up? What's up, everybody? All right, all right, all right. And to the man that's to my left, that's always with me, helping anchor in the show, my main man, Steph. What up, Steph? What up, dog? And uh, Lauren, unfortunately, um, isn't with us today, but we have a special guest in the house. For some of you who might have been part of Road to Damascus since 2016, or maybe heard the very first show when we started our relaunch, this young man was on the show with us. And he's decided to grace us with his presence again. Say hello to Vince. What up, V? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, yeah. sir. Yeah, it's been a minute, bro. Yep, yep. We had uh, we had some issues that needed to get knocked out, some contract disputes. You know, <laughs> where's where Lolo when we need it? What you saying? Okay, okay. But uh, welcome back, V. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So I appreciate that, man. So uh, this week, Stefan uh, came up with a topic. So I'm going to go ahead and let uh, the the big man go ahead and introduce it. Go ahead, Steph. The floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, so this week, um, I texted the guy, everybody, the, our group, the topic, um, just I think it was a week before last. Um, it was midweek, and I was having one of those kind of like rise back from a job to where I felt like I was really connected, you know, to God. So this one uh, topic hit me that was um, – can you lose salvation? Can you lose salvation? So the example I gave was at one point you gave your life to Christ and you um, entered into this relationship with God and then life got in the way. So you began to do certain things that you did prior to um, accepting God in your life or accepting Christ in your life. Backslide. There you go. I mean, pretty much that's what sums it up. But you get you enter to a place of disconnection i like to say disconnect because it feels like you're disconnected but we'll get into that yeah we we, we but yeah we'll that's, the, that's that. the that's the top because I, I see these notes in front of me that shonda got so she she got a sermon for us hey, today no. shonda about to draw some fire today i, <laughs> I know it. let's go on to get the let's get that jamaican horn ready for we got it. <laughs> yeah, warm that boy up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> no but um no, I, that's a good topic, so we're going to go ahead and dive. So uh, we're going to start with you, Rabbi. What what you think? Do I think that a person can lose their salvation? Absolutely. Okay. I don't believe in once saved, always saved. Okay. And as we go on, I'm sure. You're going to dive into what you mean. We're going to have to get into that, yes. Okay. V, go ahead. Welcome back. 
I believe so. Only example I can use is when scripture come to mind. One sin that can't be forgiven is uh, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Okay. Once you do something like that, it's like deals off. Okay. Okay. And Steph, since you brought it up, it was your topic. We'll circle back to you. No, you cannot lose salvation. Okay. Yes. No, you cannot lose your salvation. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna probably be uh, on the fence with this. Because I'm more of a much-known, much-required type person. Um, And your um, understanding and things like that. But like I said, I think we (laughs) this might be um, a good one. So let me just start off with the first question then. Why do you believe, Shonda, that you can lose salvation? Okay. Let's talk. (laughs) First um, John five thirteen says, "These things have I written to you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life." So God wants you to know where you're going. Okay, believe me, eternal life, you got it. Along with that, we have to understand the need for a personal Savior along the way. You have to continuously build this relationship along the way. The escalation is toward eternal life, but there's work that has to be done in the middle. The problem with that is this little thing called sin. Absolutely. Okay. We've all done it. We've all fallen short of his glory. said, okay, I knew this was going to happen. I got a plan in place because I love you. And if you just believe, you won't perish but have everlasting life. Now, here we are with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Okay. This great exodus is indicative of salvation. And along the way, he kept trying to show them, I will absolutely save you. If you repent at every stand, they mess up, they repent, salvation. They mess up, they repent, salvation. But shall we continue in seeing that grace may abound? Absolutely not. They reached a point where he said, I'm done. All of them died, never having received the promise because their pattern hadn't changed. So you can absolutely along the way develop a pattern of unrighteousness that can cost you your salvation. Okay. All right. Before I go to the rest, let me ask a question to to kind of get more in depth of what you just said so why do you think that before i get to stefan why do you think that somebody would believe that you can't lose salvation why why do i think that people like what stefan said Mm -hmm. why do you think people will hold that not saying that this is his opinion but people that you because i'm pretty sure you've come across people who believe it what what is your there are some people who who live by the philosophy that god knows my heart okay Okay. they believe that i'm saved i'm good i do what i want for you to accept the fact that you can lose your salvation you now have to accept accountability for how you live it's easy for people to believe once saved always saved and then forsake the accountability, do what they want to do, have all the fun they want, make no sacrifices. I'm grown, I do what I want to do. You're accountable. You don't belong to yourself. You absolutely can't do what you want to do because there's something on the line, and what's on the line is salvation. There's a penalty for sin. It's a high price tag. It's called death. Right. You can absolutely lose it. Okay. All right. And before I go to Steph, V, you said you agreed with Shonda's premise that you couldn't, um, that you can lose salvation. Of course. So why do you feel that way? First, I would say, first, uh, having knowledge is just dangerous all by itself. 
Okay. Because once you know something, you're accountable to do that thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's it's so imperative to learn because once you have knowledge, all right, I, I'm, I'm saved. Since I'm saved, you automatically have a, I don't want to say a lifestyle that you should live because I have, I know people who saved that, you know, they, but they just don't know the, the, the details about how to, to live per se. Okay. They just know being saved is like, you know, I got to act like I'm in this family. Right. Just like if we, we have, we have family here, it's a way that you should act. Keep stuff in the house. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't talk about one another behind their back. It's rules to the game. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saved, and you just can't live how you want to live. I'm not saying you can't have hiccups and mistakes. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Okay. That's just, just not true. But that's like that's like saying I, I got to get out of jail for free car if. If everybody can save, can be saving, still do what they have have to do. The, the the Bible say what the 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 road is. Oh, the um, Jesus, the um, the road to the hell. Uh, no, is it okay. a road? The road to destruction is short, and um, the road to salvation is short and narrow. The road to destruction is long, and I know what scripture you're talking. about. I can't. So, but it's I paraphrase. Think about it. If I can say I'm saved, okay, and, and keep doing, doing what, what you're I doing, do. like Shonda said, shall I continue in seeing that grace may abound? Everybody would be saved. Got you. You okay. you you be you you see somebody shoot shoot you in the head like I'm saved. You're still going to heaven. That's actually happening. Like there are these people who can, can call themselves Christians who are shooting people in churches. You know, so right. where's the dividing line? No, I I, I got you. Um, so we're going to come back to that. All right, Stefan been sitting here, like, uh, waiting. So uh, the floor is yours, sir. All right, um, I'm going to start with a scripture first. And this is uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses um, 4 through 10. And it says, uh, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace we have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages we might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace we have been saved, through faith. And this is not from ourselves. It is from the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, I'm going to say that that scripture said it twice. For it is by grace you have been saved. And it, it, it literally said so that no one can boast. The problem is nowadays we live in a, um, well, we're in a society to where everybody earns. You earn your salary. You earn your, your house. You earn um, your car. You earn everything. This is a little different. We're talking about something that you can't earn. We're talking about something that is a gift that God, he, he calls you. You're an elect. You can't lose something you haven't earned. Now, there are many different things that, that go into this spiritual walk with, with Christ to where it's 
like Moses, right? I think we talked about this before, Moses and the Amalekites, when they were fighting the Amalekites, and God told him to raise his hand. And as long as he had his hands raised and things like that, that they began to win the battle. But as soon as his hands came down, they lost the battle. This is very relevant in our own spiritual lives. When we backslide, our hands begin to, to, to go down. We begin to lose that battle, right? But as long as we keep that relationship with Christ, our hands are up. We're winning that battle. So spiritual release, uh, uh, physical sacrifice brings spiritual release every time. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so basically you're saying grace saves us, but if you say that, grace, people take grace for granted. We do. We take it for granted all the time. So you so so I woke up this morning and my thoughts probably weren't the best. No, no I fact. definitely took grace for granted at that point. <laughs> but it goes back to a little. I mean, a lot known, a lot re, re, much known, much required. So if I if I say if I take grace for granted, so that that means that gives me okay, like Lord, I know if I if I sin, your grace is going to cover me still, and if I repent, I I be cool. So I can just keep you using that as a as out. Well, but true true repentance is. To turn away from Yeah, to ways. turn. But, but so we have to break that down, though, because there are what sins of omission and sins of commission. Right. So sins of omission are things that you unwillingly might do and you just mm-hmm. ask God to mm-hmm. give you grace. Then there are sins of commission, things that we know we shouldn't do and we do it anyway. And all of us are guilty of that because, and and so even in that, we're taking advantage of his grace. I guess the thing is, is at what point does his grace run out? And I don't think any of us are ever qualified to say that. And that's where I think that I fall. That's why I kind of, well, because at the end of the day, there is nothing I can tell. I'll use this example. We, you talked about a family and relationship in the home, right? So, if we are in a relationship, and this kind of goes back to the topic that we talked about last week about relationship. If you're in a relationship with somebody, I know the things that I can say to them, the things that I can't say to them. I know the things that I can get away with, the things I can't get away with. Just like at, at your parents' house, you know what you can do, what you couldn't do. Nobody had to tell you what to do at your parents' house. People who are outsiders don't know what can, they can and can't do in your parents' home. So because they don't know, they kind of timid. Can I do this? Can I not do this? So they watch other people do what they do and say, oh, so this is permissible in the house. But when you had that relationship, you already know. You get what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is it becomes a relationship thing where if you have true relationship, nobody has to tell you what to do and what not to do. And there might be some things that you have proclivities that other people have to point out, like, look, that's still a proclivity. Mm -hmm. You need to watch that. You need to check that. But for the most part, you begin to get the conviction of your heart that lets you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I need help in this area and things like that, where just because I see you struggling, it doesn't mean that I don't think that you're trying to come up out of it. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's where a lot of times we run into issues is because a lot of times we as people try to be the ones who separate the wheat and the tear. And we don't have that power. We don't have that authority. We All we can do is guide people. But I don't, because I, I don't like doing the whole rules because we already seen that rules don't work. So if I tell you what you can and can't do, 
No, you, the grace and, and, the, and the relationship is going to tell you what you can and you can't do. So I don't know if y'all agree or disagree with that, but mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Go ahead, Rabbi. Okay. It was one thing that um, Stefan said that struck, that struck me, that you can't lose a gift. I agree with you. If I give you a gift, you can't lose it. But if I give you a gift, you can absolutely lose the benefits of the gift. I give my son a car. I hand him the keys. His attitude's not right. I don't take the keys right away. I give him a minute because, you know, all y'all fellas, testosterone has a way of causing you to feel yourself sometimes. You have to challenge your parent, normally the maternal parent. So I don't take his keys right away. We have a discussion about it. This is grace. Your attitude right now is not, you know, is a little more hostile than what I like in a person who's living in my house and eating my groceries. So I'm going to need you to adjust that. He goes out, he does good. Okay, here we go again. We have this conversation again. This is grace. We have this conversation again. This is grace. After an established pattern of bad behavior, give me the keys. The car is still yours. But of what use is it to you if you can't drive it? You've lost access. You've lost it. So uh, you can absolutely stretch grace by bad behavior mm-hmm. to the point where you lose the benefits of salvation. And at that point, the judgment has already been set. That's how I know. There, he's, he's standing there with people just flooding into hell because it is enlarging herself daily, and they want to get out, and his presence is there, but the judgment has already been set. There's no more grace. So established patterns of bad behavior um, can affect it. Now, can we say when grace will run out? No, but it absolutely will. See, I never think, I think that God's grace never runs out because now, as soon as he, the way you got to understand it is God doesn't see us. He sees Christ as the covering and that grace never runs out because that grace is durable. That grace isn't like the one that we have. Like you just said with your child, your son, you get tired of him. Your attitude changes, and your your attitude is, obvi- is actually probably one of the the things that may, um, if you're feeling good one day, he says, "Mom, I want the car." Go ahead, you take the car. I think the only thing that I would probably rebuttal on that is the fact that grace and the gift of God is not like a dead. We use a battery; it runs out. We charge it up. Oh, there he is. He's back. No, it's it's always. There for us. That's why it's so awesome because it's supernatural grace, a grace that passes all understanding. It's one that never runs out. I've been through so many things, right? So I I, I put it like this. Back in 2008, me and my cousin embarked on, my cousin Joe embarked on this relationship with Christ, and it was amazing because we were um, growing in God together. You know, so we would talk about certain things that we prayed about. We even had something called, uh, uh, V remember it was called, uh, 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 growing in grace. Matter of fact, that's what it was called. Our little, our Bible study. It was two people. Sometimes our cousin Miranda would come on who's V's sister. She would come on there and talk with us and stuff like that. Let's fast forward a couple years. My brother passed. So my brother passed and now I'm spiraling in this thing. I, I don't understand. So, I say, let me do everything that I wanted to do. Everything I wanted to do. I'm going to different places. I'm going to, to bars, um, whatever. I'm at every after night spot. I'm trying to, it's whatever. 
Whatever you didn't live before. Whatever, whatever I didn't live before, whatever I wanted to do, I was doing. The whole time, I'm hearing God's voice because I've already established this connection. So I would feel the more I got numb to it, at first when I started going to the clubs, it was, ah, this is not for me. Then as I began to go more, that numbness left or that, 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 that feeling of discernment left. Now it was more so I was numb. I was more so disconnected by my own free will of going to these different spots. That was like a locust. I was sucked in. It was hard to pull away. But every time I was quiet, and every time I came down from those different highs, I'm not talking about no cracking nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just got to let y'all look. I'm talking about just like a normal weed high, whatever, or drinking, being drunk. Every time I came down, God's voice was always consistent. It's going to be okay. I'm here with you constantly and consistently, even when I was messing up, even when I was in places that I probably shouldn't have been. And that's grace. That's grace. The question is, can you lose salvation? No. So, so, so I think, let me, let, let, let me, uh, cause I think y'all are kind of on the same, but I think the difference is this. And I think this was even what Vince was kind of alluding to is, are you, practicing like are you just living a life of sin but you can't judge what god no, 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 is doing me, in, in a season yeah yeah no 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 but forever. what i what i think shonda is talking about is this where it's like okay i'll, I'll give an example and so if i am knowingly in a in a adulterous relationship like knowingly like if shonda hooked up with a, a married guy is living with the married dude dude is still married and shonda and this dude is shacking up and they know that the dude is married. <laughs> he ain't got no intentions to leave. I'm just giving an example. Right, right. No, and she is knowingly in an adulterous relationship, like knowingly. And she's saying, like, I'm, I am literally practicing sin every day with this man, sleeping together. Don't care about the consequences. I can't marry him because he's already married. He has no reason to leave his wife or anything like that. I'm just in this knowing the fear, and I'm using your example, right, Shonda, because right. I'm taking a. Uh, you're the only woman you. here today, so right. I'm going to pick on you. But um, so what Shonda is saying, if I'm knowingly doing that, after a while, God is going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take the keys and uh, good luck getting home. Pretty much. And Stefan is saying that God will be like, no, here's the keys back. You're justified or condemned by what you say. So when you say, you know, that I accept you know, the Lord as my, as my personal Savior, you're filled with the Spirit, you're on the road to salvation. That's great. If, in fact, it can never be lost, how do people end up in the place that was not created for God's people? How, how does that happen? But then, grace is always there, but you don't have to accept it. You, know, you don't have to accept the right. grace of God. You can just decide. There are people who've decided, eh, Nothing happens at the end of it. You just die, and that's it. Right. I'm going to live what I want. I'm going off the cliff having a good time. Grace is right there the whole time. They never accept it. And then there are those who have walked away from it. They've tasted of his goodness and walked away. So, so let me ask you this, and I'll get to you too, Vince, because I know you want to make a point. Is this kind of like when we think of the parable of the the, the uh, bridesmaids or the hand, the What's the, the parable? Foolish virgins. The foolish virgins and 10 of them had their lamps ready and the other 10 didn't. Then when the it, the call came and the 10 who weren't ready, yeah. they Give missed. some of your oil. Right. 
you want to ride that out. So, right. Go ahead. I got a question. All right. Oh, go ahead. Well, let me just let Vince go ahead, Vince. I don't. The Bible talk about nothing. So nothing shall separate you from love of God. Right. His love is always there. But so you, if you saying that salvation is forever, okay. And that's you saying God's call is forever. Okay. You need to get in a position where God stopped calling you. Right. Well, well. Let me ask, let me ask Stephan this. Remember your point. Do are you talking about somebody who just is practicing sin? Like, are you talking about somebody who's openly practicing sin that they can just keep practicing sin and that there's no way that they'll lose their salvation? No, I'm saying we still have a choice, but I'm saying that somebody that's practicing sin is always going to have that voice, the thing that deters them, that that thing that is, say if somebody, say if somebody serves God, right? They committed their life to Christ, and then they go back out here and they begin to do the same thing. You tell me, okay, go ahead. So they go back, and they have, they've had this relationship with God, and then they go back out here in the world. The only problem I have with that, and I'm not the one to, to put somebody in heaven or hell, right? Right. The only problem I have with somebody saying that somebody can lose salvation that is a gifted means that the person that still has salvation has earned that. So now they're charged up like a super Christian. Oh, no. Come on. Oh. Think about it. <laughs> That's just like Think about Jesus it. Is, was the, the Holy Spirit is a gift to the world. Right. You know, it wasn't just to us. It's to the world. Mm-hmm. The people who choose to accept it don't get a, a leg up over those who said, I don't believe that. You know what I mean? They don't get to be super Christians or super saved because nobody earned it. It's here for all. Yep. There are people who say, I want it. Yes, give it to me because I need it in order to live. Right. There are those who don't, even though the call is still there. The gift sits there waiting for them to get it. They never reach up and grab it. And then there's some who reach up and grab it and let it go along the way. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. So you lost it. All right, so I got the question, a question for you. The Bible says there's no sin greater than the other, right? Nope, there is one that's unforgivable. Blasphemy. Yep. But all sin is sin. Yep. All sin is sin. Absolutely. Did you sin today at all? Yeah. Did you sin today, B? No. No, I'm yeah. B, did you sin today? Sure. I definitely sin today. But are you going to leave that sitting on the record? No, uh-uh. No, that's, see, so that's the thing. It's never a record. The record is always wiped clean. My ledger is always clean. If you repent. Only so, after you clean it. After no. you repent. No, no, no. What, what Christ did on the cross, he, don't, he doesn't redo it every time. It's not like it, this is a – hold on, I'm, I'm going to say this, though. It's not, a, it's not a continuous loop. It's not a continuous loop, though, right? It's not. So I'm saying that what I did today, right, I probably said some things or thought some things a thousand times every single day. What if I thought the same thought every single day? And it's the same sin every single day repetitively. Do I look better in, in God's eyes – to somebody else is doing a scene on the corner, exact same thing. To us, it looks worse. Somebody selling crack to somebody, right? They said they committed their life to Christ. And now they're selling crack to somebody. They got some customs. They busting down probably 10 seals. Now, I said some things or did some things or I thought some things towards somebody that was a sin. Is God going to look at me greater than him? Okay. B, who was on? Well, hold on. It's, it, what, yeah, try on. to answer that. Tell what, me yes or no. What's your bow? <laughs> 
What two teams was, was in the Super Bowl this year? Tampa Bay and Kansas City. All right, we got two teams. So you telling me basically one player could be on not 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 uh Tampa. No, not not Tampa. Kansas City. Tampa everybody knows the Tampa one. So one player can literally play on both teams and still get a Super Bowl? You gotta pick a side. That you earned it. You still can. You talk about something you earned. Yeah, you but, talk about a game. You talk about a game that actually has to be thought about. There's a process. We got a master here that definitely could be a coach. So, so basically, he can but, say right now, one one play in the, in the football game, right? Be one play can define a game. Yeah, but we we not talking about plays. Uh, salvation is the win. That's the Super Bowl. That's that that's the end result. Mm-hmm. Heaven. We think of salvation, but heaven, right? Right. So you telling me you I can play for Kansas City and still get a Super Bowl. That's even, what. So you're saying, even though I lost, even though I'm on the losing team, I, I get a ring. I still win, right? So that's what. So why should I keep going, going to church, or giving, or telling people I love you if I know I can still act a nut and act how I really but want? See, but and see, still go to heaven. I, 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 but see, but see, at that point, but at that point, I don't think that you committed yourself because the thing is this: the Bible says, "What judge not, least you be judged." But it says you could tell a tree by the fruit it bears. So I don't have to judge you. I can just see through the fruit that you're bearing where you're at. Like Shonda had brought up before about people shooting people. And, you know, we got this Christian nationalism is the term I used like to use where people who are racist, people who are um, killing, um, hateful. We, we've talked about past episodes. People used to hang people, leave church on Sunday and go hang people from trees. I don't think that they had a true relationship. I don't think they – I think they just were religious. I think it's a difference between being religious and having salvation because I believe when you really commit your life to Christ, there is going to be a change, a turnaround. What begins to happen is, is as Al Pacino said in Godfather 3, I keep trying to get out and they keep sucking me back in. And that's what the sin tries to do. Is keep too. <laughs> he paused it too. Well, I, I, but I love Al Pacino right. and yeah, I love yeah, God. I love Al Pacino but, <laughs> but but you understand what I'm saying? So go ahead, Shonda, because you look like you was getting amped for Listen, a minute. <laughs> so, first of all, but I, well, I just love it. Yeah, no, I'm glad there was something we don't agree I, on. So there's a little bit of I a wanted debate. to say something before Shonda said something to V's thing, right? Tom Brady puts all the work in, right? He just won the Super Bowl, right? Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure for him to be a great player, he put all he watched all the film and everything. But can we agree that third string still get a ring too? They ain't never touched the field. But just because you don't touch the field don't mean that you ain't on the team still. That's my point. And but, they still getting the ring. But the opposite team do not get a ring. No, we talking about somebody who committed to the opposite team. We talking about somebody that's on the same team. You said my point. Mm-hmm. If you commit to the other side, what Stefan is saying is, is I've committed to playing for Tampa Bay, nope. but I'm not, I'm, but I'm not good enough to be on the field. We already said this person has committed their life to Christ once before. That's what once I think before. Stefan is saying. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. What he's saying is, is I'm good enough to be on the team, mm-hmm. but I'm not good enough to be on the field because you, work ethic, because of whatever. There you, go. you may not have the stats like Tom Do you Brady, still practice, but you still go. 
you gonna be you still gotta show up to the auto practice because you're still on the team. You still gonna show up to all the practices, and we don't know that these same people that we're saying that may be uh, uh, in jeopardy of their salvation. We don't know what they say. I, I've seen so many people. See, that's why I, I, I've seen so many people that have been out here, and they do little small things that shows that God is still with them. Like they'll pray for certain people and do certain things. You like, bro, man, I ain't no bad person. They say stuff like that. No, because God is still working on their heart. Now, they haven't been able to face their issues. You said something about the Super Bowl, so that was a rebuttal. Somebody, even though Tom Brady, let's 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 go to a biblical thing, right? Tom Brady's praying every single day. He's praying, he's worshiping God, he's looking at his issues, he's self-examining himself. Yes, he has the stats. He has the record. But somebody else is still on the same team that ain't touched the game, still gonna have that big diamond ring. So still gonna win the Super Bowl and be able to touch the trophy. Let me say, let me say, say this to you. This is what I, I believe. I believe God can still use you. You still go to hell. And boom. <laughs> so you, you, you can be. God is such a. God is such a. Uh, uh, he's just such a almighty God. The devil could think he's doing something in your life, but it's a sovereign maneuver that God is using to the devil to give him glory. Man, way to come back. Today, so, so 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 people think that yeah, you praying every day, or God is still talking talking to you. Oh, for sure, God is He doing something, He doing something for sure. But God judges the heart. If your heart not right, you're not going nowhere. We talk about somebody that's committed their life to right. Christ once before, though. Yeah. We're not talking about somebody that's being and it, used and, and picked another. But group it goes back to the knowing. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Shonda. I want us men to be shutting this beautiful black woman, oh, no, black woman out. Live, she be soaking up, bro. Oh, oh yeah. yeah no. Be, bro. <laughs> like the uh, suit on the Wakanda. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then you about to drop <laughs> it. Absorbing all the energy. Go ahead. I think we have, to, we have to be careful that we're not just championing the cause against judging other people's sins. Right. Okay. We all sin. Okay. Grace is extended to all. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of it. We got that. Okay. The point I want to make is there's a scripture that says, if thou regard iniquity in thy heart, the Lord will not hear you. So it doesn't matter what you're thinking, what's going on. You have iniquity held in your heart. The Lord's not going to hear it. We don't get to write the words. We have the responsibility to obey them. You can absolutely lose it by the way that you behave. You can end up in hell. Not my, not my place to put you there. All I'm saying is, when it comes to salvation, the playing field is leveled. It wouldn't be fair if we didn't all have to follow the same rules. Like, it wouldn't be fair for God to say, okay, well, Vince, you make that hurdle, and, uh, and you, you, you good to go. And all I have to do is jump over a rope, and I'm good to go. That's not fair. We all have the same hurdles. We all have the same opportunities. It's up to you. I gave it to you. You can lose it. It can absolutely be lost. Well, only thing I will push back a little bit on that part that you just said is some people do have greater obstacles, I believe. Like, I always one, and we can do a show about this later, but the scripture when it talks about Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And this is during birth. That the scripture said that. So Esau already came in the game. It said, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And they, that's upon birth. So okay. Esau came in with a hurdle. 
that was never, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says some are born unto this condemnation. Right. So we know that some people are born that will never make it over. It's nothing they can do. That's what the scriptures say. That's are, our, they, are they born? Judas was what? Say. The son of perdition. Right. But are they born like I created you for this or I created you and I know that this is what you're going to do? Oh, I get what. So you're asking, is it you know, I, so crea I created with the possibility that you can be something else. Exactly. But you're going to go this way. But this is the way you're going to go. So you know what? You were born for this. This is what you're going to do. Not that I predestined you to do it, but this is what you're going to do. Okay. How fair is that? Well, no, I mean, because well, then but then the option for salvation. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, but right? that but that comes back to then, you know, are we robots? Is it is it, you know, we're like some people. What What's destiny? What is God ordained destiny and what's not God ordained destiny? Just like with Jonah. We always use the example of Jonah. Jonah said, what? I'm not going to go and talk to those people because you're going to what? You're going to forgive them anyway. Question. But he went. But he no. He <laughs> but he didn't go out of free will. He went after that. The fish swallowed him up and then spit him up. Go ahead, man. I'm big on, um, for, uh, I'm big on forgiveness. Okay. That's just my that's what I'm just extremely big big on. So say you got a pastor. Okay. Preaching the word. God is using him to heal the sick. He's the position of a great pastor, but he's having unforgiveness in his heart. Now, what does the Bible say about holding on unforgiveness? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but the Bible, and it says that some will say, I did this in your name. No, I did yeah, that no, in your but, name. But, and you say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you're he, not. But he's doing God's work. Yeah. Well, well but, but he's having. But that's a different gift because the Bible says our gifts are without repentance. No, for, for sure. But I say he has unforgiveness in his heart. Well, so if he's on his deathbed, and I, like I said, I don't put no beat nobody in. Right. In, 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 no, no, in I got head. you. But the Bible do say if you don't forgive. God will not forgive you. I cannot you. forgive you. Absolutely. So do you believe that even if you live in the life, but you have this thing that's, that's well, on you? But see, I believe that's where this conversation becomes nuanced. Because I think if I did a quick survey around the table, all of us are believers that none of us can condemn people and put people into heaven or right. into hell. Right. Because we don't know people's heart. Because at the end of the day, he judges the heart. The Bible says the wheat and the tear grow together. He'll do the separating. Right. And that's what he's there for. But then, so I get what, what you're saying from that standpoint. But then I'll look at, to, to, to kind of piggyback with Stefan, I said I'll be the devil's advocate. The Sadducees and the Pharisees, they totally believed that they were right in a relationship with God. And Jesus told them what? No, y'all are a generation of vipers that are not doing what y'all supposed to do. I always think of the parable of the, the Sadducee and the tax collector. The tax collector's praying, God, I'm a sinful man. Please forgive me. And the Sadducee looked at him and says, what? Thank God I'm not him. And these people believed that they were saved. Like you couldn't have told them that they weren't going to go wherever they thought they were going. Right. I know it was a little differences between the Sadducees and the Pharisees, but they believed that they were, but they weren't because they weren't accepting it in their heart. So I think what Stefan is saying is once you've accepted in your heart, it's almost like you become a prisoner where even though you, you, you trying to get out, you, it's almost like being in a twilight zone Steph, where you think you out, but you never really out where you turn the corners and you like, wait a minute. I thought I was out. I thought I was out. How am I still here? You understand what I'm saying? So I think that's what, Stefan is saying from that standpoint. So what say you, Shonda? You know, I, 
I think once you receive salvation, there's a responsibility to continue to build on it, to continue to strengthen it, um, so that your oil is never out of the lamp. You know, your lamp is always filled with oil because you can absolutely be caught slipping. And that's the thing, because you don't know when that's it. You know, you don't know when the time is up. So you have to constantly be working. You have to constantly be cleansing. You know, the work of salvation is cleansing. It's always, you know, it's an all, always in process. So the moment you decide that you're going to sin because you have to decide, the moment you decide you're going to, you put yourself in jeopardy right then. And what if you caught slipping? You lost it. You know, you just lost it. You well, what, what, what do you mean caught slipping? Because you cause, caught with that sin, still holding on to it, and you don't get to repent. Okay, because you know? I, I think of when um, a message I once heard from Noah Jones, I might have sent it to you, where he talked about when he was growing up, all they used to say to, to the young people was, you going to get caught. Don't be caught in your sin. Like, and he grew up thinking, and he said he got to the point one day where it's like, you could be doing this, and God going to come back. And you can be doing that, and God going to come back. And he said he thought, start thinking to himself, now what kind of loving God is I've been doing right for 99 days in a row, but that 100th day that I do something wrong, that's the day he's going to come back. <laughs> and I'm caught slipping. That just made me think, like, I listen to, to, to Jake's a lot. And Jake said, it's not our sin that keep us away from God. It's the unwillingness for us to let it go. You know what I'm saying? It's like the sin doesn't keep us away. It's just us wanting to hold on to it. Right. Because he, he he wants us to let let it go. But it's like we, we attach to it. The sin not attached right. to us at, at a point. We attach to that thing. Right. So that, that's what keeps us away. Go ahead. <laughs> Only thing I would say is, is I know Shada <laughs> said something about fear, right? I'm pretty sure Jesus did complain to God and say, this isn't fair. A man found without sin and all of these other people get to come to heaven too. So he is our atonement, right? Time, as I've heard Brock say this before, and it always sounds so philosophical intellectual to me oh, time is a construct so we think that hey i've been here serving god for 20 years and you've been selling drugs in the corner for 20 years thank god god forgot that person time only exists in man but for god time doesn't exist he still sees that person you can't forget somebody. Like you just said, Brock just said that one thing. Somebody made a, a thing and said, I've been serving God all these times, and then that hundred time, I lose salvation. It's literally would be like that. So if we can lose salvation, that means I will leave here and I go sin and do so. Oh, I gotta hurry up, hurry up real quick. I, I just thought a negative thought. I gotta I gotta pray about that real quick. Or as soon as I hear that trumpet blow, and you know, I've been doing exactly what Brock said, serving God, doing everything, and then I'm found on one of them sites or something that I shouldn't be on, and the trumpet blows. I'm like, duh, you telling me I did all this for all these years? I've been serving God. I've been doing certain things. That When they put that little item in my cart, I took it back. They didn't, I, I, they didn't ring it up. I took it back and, and said that, hey, you forgot to, 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 to ring this up. If that's the case, I should just be a, been a juvenile and kind of, Kind of a, uh, how can I say it? Let me uh, uh, time it 
which is probably let me time it to say maybe God's gonna come back around and say, all right, it's time for me to focus. I remember when I was younger, I used to say that. When I'm 30 and getting my 30s, that's when I'm gonna start serving God. But you know, teens and 20s, 20s. I'm gonna get down. I'm gonna get down. But we, God had we a didn't all been there before. Exactly. God had a different plan for me, so He worked on my heart early. Because what we used to say, "Oh, you getting saved now, bro? You like 18? Exactly. <laughs> you, right. you, like, you still got some stuff you gotta do, <laughs> right?" But see, that's the only thing I'm saying. I don't have any right to put anybody anywhere because I know that even through my times of serving God, I'm still a wretch. Like I still do certain things. I still make mistakes, and. God is always there with me, encouraging me. I agree with you that we can't put anybody in in heaven or hell. But the bottom line is that hell is still a place where people go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and there will be people who um, it says that they will have, you know, preached in my name. They will have healed in my name. And I'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. Worker of iniquity. So there are going to be people who end up there. But what, Who what, lost. what about when you commit your life to God? As soon as you commit your life to God, he knows you. Yeah. He calls you as a leg. Uh-huh. Now, we just said time doesn't matter. He knew Ananias and Sapphire, too. Uh-huh. And when they had conceived in their minds that they were going to lie, you know, about how much money they had earned, he knew that they were going to lie. He knew that they were his. They walked right in, lied, died. So there are opportunities, you know. What book was that in you, Anani- you never heard of Ananias? No. Yeah, died. Lied to the Holy Ghost. Well, died. What about Judas? He's a perfect example. He he was a d- d- disciple. He walked with God. He, he did doing work for God. Right. Traded God in the end and then killed himself. And he told Judas, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. See, but as Brock said, to have that relationship with God, to know God, still has those accountability factors attached to it, mm-hmm. to where you know certain things, to have a real relationship. The, the example you just said does not sound like a real relationship. That is not somebody that is probably set with God and talked to God oh. or actually had to, No, think about <laughs> this. No, I'm really saying this. A real relationship with Christ. A there real, are husbands and wives who have real relationships and still end up in real relationships with other people. That's a natural thing, though. We're talking about a spiritual thing. There are people who have tasted of the goodness of Jesus and still and yet cheated on him by having other idols. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all had. Well, well let me let me let me ask ask y'all this. So I'm gonna give two examples. Mm-hmm. First example is an Old Testament example. Second example, New Testament. First example, Solomon. Bible says, "Wisest, richest man ever." We knew. I mean, Proverbs. Ecclesiastes, I love, love Ecclesiastes. But Solomon at the end started building temples for the women to um, serve idols. Now, this is somebody who God personally visited. So we ain't talking just like God came to visit Solomon. He knew God was real, but yet still built temples for these women and their idols. Second one being Paul. Paul says what in Romans? That which I should do, I find myself not doing. That which I shouldn't, I do. O wretched man that I am, who should save me from? I mean, you, you, you. We know the scripture, right? right? Mm-hmm. So those are two examples. We know what, like. So are we saying that this is Paul saying? I know 
that I do stuff I shouldn't do. And then here's Solomon who was visited by God and still built temples. Like you say, it tasted of the goodness of God and still built temples. Now, by that measure, folks that we, now I'm not saying anybody in this room because I know we wouldn't, but by the measure of the world and what we grew up seeing, not knowing who those people were in the Bible, but if I just told you the stories, you go, oh, they went to hell. They, they ain't living right. How you going to sit here and say that which I should do, I find myself not doing? But you didn't tell the whole story, though. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I think that's his point. That's because at the end of the day, well, I think, and I'm not taking a side. I'm just trying to be neutral. I'm trying to be uh, France right now, Sweden, as they say. <laughs> but because I, I understand what you and Shonda saying, and I understand what Stefan is saying. But what what I think to just kind of help Stefan with his argument is, is David was a man after God's own heart, but yet David had a, took another man's wife, had that man killed, and God told, and, and what was David's punishment? She had to be called. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he used to knew what time she bathed, so he went to the roof just to watch her, but, but God told him he couldn't build the temple. But that was the main thing that happened to David was he couldn't build the temple and the, the child had to die. So I'm not saying that there aren't consequences for action. And even Shonda's favorite scripture about the threshing floor and David caught like not. Now, all the things we think of the stuff David did. And this is a man that God said is a man after his own heart. Right. So I think it's, it's the possibility is on the floor for you to lose it. That's enough for me. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, like I, I don't want you, because at the end of the day, I don't think we're, I think we're having a nuanced conversation. Absolutely. And and I think with nuance, I think this is a good conversation because with nuance, you see a little bit of what, this is what I tell people that most Christians believe or agree, excuse me, on 80 to 85% of the same things. Mm-hmm. It's the 15 to 20% that they don't share the same beliefs that they are willing to go to the mat for and hate each other over. Mm-hmm. Cause if you really look at AME, Baptist, Pentecostal, Apostolic, Kojic, any Protestant faith, 80% of it to 85 is the same belief. Question for you. Now I know back in the day or even even now when I when I go to church and you know churches do the altar calls or whatever, when they done doing healing, the, the they, they say, has anybody walked away from God? Or backslid from God, and you you get your select few that come up there, you know. And we all know back backsliding means you was once in that position, but you step back. So that means if that it's on their heart. Is if God was to come to today, I wouldn't I wouldn't make it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, but that but that that at that point is a heart choice. And that's a, something that to me is on the heart. But go ahead, Steph, because you look like you want to say something. Consider this. What if God showed you two parts of your life, right? One part of your life was the obedience, part that you live, like Shonda was talking about. You live in constantly evaluating yourself, constantly correcting your path to make sure that you're in right standing with, with God as far as let me make sure that I, I, I've, I've asked for forgiveness. I've done this and I've done that. Then you show the other side of your life. Brock just said a prime example when David, because of what David did, David couldn't what? Build the temple, right? Right. If God would have showed David this example of this is you before you did that and this is you after you did that, 
That is the exact same thing. God shows you a life that is full of his grace, his grace and his mercy and his blessings over your life. With that obedience, like I said, it was like Moses and the Amalekites. God told him right at that moment, as long as your hands are raised, you begin to win the battle. As soon as your hands come down, you lose that battle. It is the exact same thing with the obedience right now in our walk, every single day in our walk. Shonda, you can go home and you can make a determination. You know what? I'm not going to pick up my Bible today. I'm not picking up my Bible for a whole week. A whole week. Watch how weeds begin to grow. They will grow in all of us because it's fertile ground. Weeds grow in great grass because it's fertile ground. You got to fertilize it. You got to make sure it's prone. You got to make sure these things are prepared so that grass, those blades can be strong and can grow. It's the exact same thing. So as long as our hands stay raised, then we begin to see those blessings that God has over our lives. We begin to see, oh, this is the life that God has for us. Because as soon as you become a part of God's elect, he has so many great plans for you. He has so many things that he wants for you. But then we begin to do certain things that is not pleasing unto God. Time after time, those blessings get stripped away. I wanted you to do this. You deviated that plan, but I got something else for you. You blew that blessing. I told somebody recently before, she know who she is. I said, your blessing is your responsibility. And my blessing is my responsibility. If I blow my blessing, doesn't mean the bus isn't going to come again. Don't, doesn't mean another blessing isn't going to come again for me. just means I have to learn the lesson and then I have to wait for that blessing again. But the person that is faithful to that blessing stays consistent. That blessing arrives. There is a, a story or a parable about the people who were working in the vineyard. They had been there. They had been working all day. There were those who came at the 11th hour and were paid the same wage. Now, there were those who had been there all day who got a little bit upset. They didn't think it was fair that people come in at the last hour and get the same wage. Equal opportunity employment. I like that. By the same token, though, the possibility is on the table for every person who has been extended this wonderful gift of salvation to lose it by their own volition, by their own behavior, by their own choices. And that should be a um, sufficient enough for people to take accountability for what they do, how they think, how they live, how they treat each other. It should cause you to have a constant monitoring of what is happening inside of you so that you stay on the path that leads to eternal life. Everybody has the opportunity. Everybody also has the opportunity to lose it. Y'all keep that in mind out there. You can lose it. Don't risk it. I plead the fifth. <laughs> No, I understand. No, I so, um, I think this has been a good discussion. Yeah, I, um, I got Absolutely. one. I, <laughs> I got one last question um, that I want to ask, um, but I'm trying to think how I want to ask this. So, because, so I'll ask. Well, I'll ask you this first, Stephen, because I asked Shonda about why people believe that they can't can you could you people who other than the opinion you you've heard from Shonda today what is the other reasons that people give you that you can lose salvation because usually it's based off of the works of somebody else like Shonda said it isn't fair 
I go to church every single Sunday. I sit in here every single Sunday. You think you got the same opportunities as me? No, you do not. You shouldn't get paid the same, just like she just said, which is a great uh, a great example. People that worked in the vineyard, you committed to that pay. That's what it is. And because I bring people on an eleventh hour and told them you get the same pay, you get the same pay. Don't that's work. The, that's I, that's the what I, negotiate. I gave to them. Right. But if you compare the blessings, you compare the different things, you'll see a different outcome. Now, people, you said it before. People struggle and they go through a lot of struggles. It's some people that have testimonies that we couldn't even imagine. And they can say it's because God wasn't in their life. Right. But then you got people that talk and say, man, God's been in my life. And you, your story does not sound the same as them. People are pounded with that to say, you better, you better do this, you better do that. Because people around think that they can give the grace of God. You ain't been in the church. Don't say you one of us. Right. You ain't been in this group. I ain't seen you at no meetings, no nothing, no none of that. No, it don't work that way. No, I got you. I got you. No, that that I don't have to I don't have to have a Costco card to shop in the heavenlies. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, you got your Costco card? <laughs> well, uh no. But I, membership has its privileges though. Oh, I'm with that. I'm not better than you. I'm a hundred percent, but I'm better off. Now we cook it with grease. But but what do we always say? Favor ain't fair, but it sure feel, feel good. good. Right. And Shonda, we we even I remember we was having a discussion. It was a couple episodes ago where Stefan was talking about how God dealt with him. And usually it's this way. And you say how God dealt with you, where it's right. like, how come I got to learn the hard lessons? Exactly. And Stefan don't learn the like, hard it's lessons. Easy. It's easy. I know. <laughs> I say it like, no, always easy. No, no. Yeah, I know. But, but you understand what I'm saying? So it just goes back to when you talked about jumping through hoops. And, you know, some people feel like that their salvation is based on climbing through barbed wire fences and, God, why, why, why am I always needing to learn the patience this way? Or why do I need to learn about your grace and salvation with me living right and only having $5 in my checking account? Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's the difference between, like, salvation and, and blessings. Like, salvation is free. It's open. It's open right. to everybody. But there may be some lessons that you have to learn that, Let's just say, for instance, you don't need to be fussed at. Right. You have the kids. You got some. You ain't. You ain't got to tap them. Right. You just give them the look. They straighten right up. You got some that the building has to fall on them before they change their minds. So the lessons you will learn differently. Salvation, receive it. Right. Keep it. Work the on it. Lessons is different. Yeah. So so this is the last question. With us talking about this, and this kind of to now piggyback on what they've been saying. So what do you say when there are people who claim to blow up abortion clinics in the name of Jesus? People who claim to murder, maim, kill in Jesus' name. I mean, they do, and, the, same, and, they do the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Don't mean they're part of the real movement. See, a lot of people do certain things to discredit a, a genuine people. You will know people that serve God. You will know people that have a relationship with Christ. They'll know you minds by the way you love. There you go, by the way you love. That's not love. Somebody blows up a building in the name of God or whatever, that ain't love. 
Brock just said the perfect thing. You will know your mind. You will know they will know your mind by the way you look. Somebody blows something up. Somebody kills somebody. Somebody does certain things. It ain't God's people. So, yeah. All right. I love these spirited conversations. <laughs> you can see everybody's personality. Um, it comes out in the in the conversation. I mean, I, I I love it. I love this group. I just wanted to put that. Out. No, I, I love y'all too. So we uh gonna go ahead and do our closing statements. Um. I always go ladies first, but since V ain't been here for like twenty shows, ladies first. <laughs> oh, and 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 hold on, <laughs> stop it! Don't mess with. Before we uh, close out, I just want to first and foremost um, thank our listeners. Um, last week was our twentieth um, episode, and and we've reached a milestone with twenty episodes. But the milestone we reached was over one thousand plays. Um, and I just want to thank you guys who have been listening to the show, who are um, dedicated to hearing and happy when we drop on on Monday. So I just want to appreciate y'all. Uh, I want y'all to continue to help this show grow, to share the podcast. Like I always say when I send stuff out, remember to like, share, subscribe, you know, and, and just keep helping this show grow. So when we uh, finally blow up and be on Spotify, getting that Spotify money or getting that uh, that iHeart money or whoever going to pay us, then we really get – the content won't change, but we continue to bring it out. So I just wanted to say that. So thanks for all the guys that are listening. So, V, you first. Um, my closing statement. Well, where I'm at in my life right now is just keep showing love. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think love gets you farther than any money – um, any talent, like Jay said, you can have more degrees than a thermometer. But if you ain't showing no love, you ain't you ain't doing nothing. So just love hard. Everything else will fall in place. Hey man, Rabbi. Okay, I'm gonna do like Stephen and read a scripture. <laughs> <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul with all your mind, and with all your strength. And let your words and actions validate what you have said. What makes life so valuable is the possibility of loss. For me, it's the same for salvation. Short and sweet. Amen. I like that, though. Good job. Steph? All right, I'm going to say this. Uh, Philippians 4 and 8, and we used to say it all the time, and you Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Um, Don't let people get in your mind and make you feel condemned in your own struggles. Uh, God is still there. If uh, If you're alive, you still have an opportunity. You can still grow in that relationship with God. And get closer to him and have those blessings that God has for you because he has so many things planned for you. So um, continue to grow in God's grace and you grow in God's grace by committing to that relationship with God. So that's what I say. Amen. Well, thank you all. Um, I'm going to close it out with saying it. It's a quote that I used to always see that said, um, I'd rather live my life believing there is a God, die and find out there isn't then live my life like there isn't a God, die and find out that there is. So I will continue to live my life like 
I'm not going to take advantage of any of the grace that he gives me and plan on making it to the other side. And that's how I will continue to live my life. And you have to get this thing for yourself and explore your heart and let God take you where he's going to take you. And with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. I want to thank you all. And until next time, God bless and we're out.